You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live, coming to you live from St. Charles Borough Male Catholic Church, Diocese of Winona, Rochester, located here in southeast Minnesota. The diocese, Matt, runs the entire length of uh, the southern part of the state. So we border Iowa, we border Wisconsin, we border South Dakota. So I'm Father Tim Buren, along with Matt Wilcom, who is the communications director for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. And up now, we have a very special guest with us, one of the priests of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, who certainly holds many hats, and his name is Father Mark McNay, and uh, we're going to be discussing whose year it is. So thank you for being on with us today, and how are you doing this day? Well, I'm doing well. How are you this morning? <laughs> doing great. It's a Monday, but it's a good day. It's a <laughs> it little is. cold. It is. A little so, cold. Yeah. yeah. We're making so we've it. Got, we've got sunshine. That's, that's a good thing. Amen. That's right. Uh, Father McNay, tell us a little bit about the special announcement Pope Francis made last week. We uh, It was a bit of a surprise, but... When you look at the context, the historical context, um, maybe not. When, when have we seen similar declarations in the past? Well, um, you're, you're right, Matt. I mean, he did, he did surprise us in the sense that, which is not untypical of him, as we all know. Um, but I guess um, on December 8th, which, of course, is the solemnity of the Immaculate Conception, he announced uh, a year of St. Joseph, um, you know, that began, by the way, on that same day that it was announced, which was kind of uh, surprising in the sense that there was no like lead time to uh, <laughs> Boom, there anticipate it is. <laughs> that. Yeah. So, um, but uh, but at the same time, you're right with the historical context of it, because um, part of the initiative um, for him to declare this year in honor of St. Joseph was the fact that on, on December 8th, you know, this past uh, Tuesday, it was actually the 150th anniversary of Blessed Pope Pius IX declaring uh, St. Joseph as the patron of the Universal Church. So, um, you know, it, it, it was very fitting, I guess, in the sense of the, the, the day itself that, um, that he would declare that and also begin the year on that day. Yeah, I have to confess, uh, Father Pinay, that I... Um I was wondering, did I miss a memo from the diocese on <laughs> preparing for this? And then, uh, so thank you for clarifying that for us, not only for me, but for our listeners. So, Yeah, no, like I said, it just, um, you know, usually, I mean, we have a little bit of lead time. It's like we're going to begin this, you know, on such and such days. <laughs> so, as I said, he, uh, you know, he released his letter, his apostolic letter, and, uh, and everything on that day. Um, so, like, so here we are. We're in the year of St. Joseph. <laughs> I know. Uh, but other dioceses around us, like the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis and, and La Crosse, uh, already declared years dedicated to St. Joseph, that, which were already underway. So I'm, I do feel a little bit behind the eight ball. I just like, how did, we, I don't, how did we miss this? Or did we just not get a memo? Or we did, yeah, if, if, was there something leaked that we should have uh, known? But uh, maybe not. But uh, maybe it was just um, Archbishop Hebda and Bishop Callahan just having the same sense as, as Pope Francis, like this is the time now, 150 years uh, on from this, the, the original declaration uh, of St. Joseph and his significance for the church. What does this declaration, Father McNay, actually, actually mean for Catholics? 
Well, you know, I think what's what's really been interesting, um, I think, Matt, is the fact that, you know, devotion to St. Joseph kind of just seems to be growing and growing. And, I, and even more recently here, um, you know, he uh, devotion to him and just really recognizing his role, um, not only in the life of the Church, but just even in our, our spiritual lives. Um, what an example he is for us. You know, it was interesting, and... In his in his letter, uh, apostolic letter that Pope Francis issued, I noticed he he mentioned that you know Saint Joseph kind of is a lot like a lot of the people um, you know in, in our current time during this time of the coronavirus because he what I mean by that is that um, you know Saint Joseph is kind of easy to overlook because again you know we have no we have no words of his recorded in the scriptures or anything like that. Um, He's a presence there, and we have, you know, we have some scriptural references to him, of course, as we know, but, you know, he's kind of more in, in the background, so to speak. And, and seeing, uh, Pope Francis was just saying, you know, that there's so many people who have been kind of behind the scenes doing all kinds of wonderful, heroic things during this time that maybe aren't recognized or acknowledged for that, and, and St. Joseph is kind of that, in a sense, almost can be that, that in that same way um, during this time. But... You know, Joseph, I, it's just such a, um, when you really stop and think about him, and just think about the fact that, I mean, here he is, the husband of the Blessed Mother, um, obviously not the natural father of Jesus, but, I mean, but for practical purposes, he was the, the father of, you know, uh, of Jesus, um, you know, from the time he was, you know, born, and, you know, until the time that St. Joseph died, you know, so, I mean, it just... You know, he, he really had such a unique role and a unique privilege um, to play in all of this, and, and, and having this special relationship with with Jesus and Mary, um, I think just is a wonderful reminder to us of, you know, how he can be such a, a tremendous example, but also intercessor for us, too, especially through his special relationship with Jesus and Mary. Also, Father McNay, given what has been going on the past few months with the pandemic, with the social unrest, with the questions surrounding this election and, and the unrest that's happened with that. How, how important do you think it is, how appropriate is, is it for Pope Francis to declare a year of St. Joseph now? I mean, with the emphasis on Joseph not only praying for us, but, but actually protecting us and, and being a, and one of his titles is... Uh, um, is um, terror of demons. Um, how, how important is, is this for the Church and for the world in general right now? Well, I think it's very important um, because, you know, yeah, he, you know, he, he, he's there before us, St. Joseph, um, not only, in, you know, with those titles that you just mentioned, but also just the fact that he, you know, he had such trust, you know, in God, and in God's providence, I mean, here here's this man who, I mean, what we, you know, the references, some of the references we do have um, regarding him in the scriptures. I mean, he's, he's God's always communicating to him in dreams, <laughs> you know, and, and and we're always told that you know after these dreams, he always he always did what the Lord commanded. Um, and there's four different dreams that we that that are referred to in the scriptures that um, that God spoke to him and. You know, and he's also uh, referred to as a just man. So, I mean, I think it just, you know, just how we're really called to, to trust in God's providence and in the power of God. Um, because, again, I mean, you know, there is so much evil in the world, and 
and uh, and and Joseph can just be a reminder to us, um, you know, of, of, of that you know, that God is is more powerful on all those things, and just help us to be renewed in hope. I think and trust in God's providence. Certainly, and and especially you know during this pandemic, how as you referenced his dreams and how he would respond, I. I recall that in one of the dreams that he had, uh, he was told to do not be afraid uh, to take Mary as your wife. So again, that phrase, do not be afraid, is an important phrase to remind us. And that, you know, his his uh, revelation, um, his, his uh, presentation of his very self, again, very minimally, but it is done, as you said, it's a very calming presence. And we, we certainly need that at this time. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. So I um, think, um, yeah, go ahead, please. I was just gonna say, well, yeah, I was just gonna say, I think you know, even though there's there's always been um, devotion to him for you know for many centuries now, but I think it just you know it just it just seems like this is so much more timely now. And even you know, and even though you know he's obviously you know anyone can have devotion, but I think just even for for uh, for men in general, I mean, he just stands up there as just a tremendous um, uh, example and a tremendous witness and a tremendous role model. I like to think that the phrase, the strong, silent type, comes from St. Joseph's <laughs> example in the scriptures. But, but also, there's a, even though St. Joseph himself didn't say anything in the New Testament, although it, at least it wasn't recorded, we do have a phrase from the Bible from uh, the original Joseph in the Old Testament mm-hmm. back in Genesis, go, go to Joseph. And, and maybe you can talk a little bit about the significance of, of that previous Joseph and how it, how it connects with the St. Saint, the Saint Joseph that, that we know as the foster father of Jesus. Right, yeah. I mean, the, you know, the, the original Joseph, as you mentioned, the son of Jacob, one of his uh, 12 sons, I mean, here, you know, we're told that he was his, you know, father's, you know, his father had great love for Joseph and maybe kind of his father's favorite, so to speak. And, you know, as we know from the story, his brother's becoming um, very jealous of, of, of him and all of that and, and wanting to do him harm, um, you know, even even talking originally about the possibility of even killing him you know, or whatever, but, you know, they sold him into slavery. And then, lo and behold, he ends up in Egypt and becomes a very prominent official in the court of the pharaoh, and then, and then when a famine strikes, I mean, his own brothers have to come to him without recognizing him for who he was, you know, for who he really was initially. Um, and he, in a, in a sense, more or less saved saved their lives because he was able to provide grain for them. Um, you know, so it's almost like a foreshadowing of, you know, Joseph, Saint Joseph, you know, being the father of our Savior, so to speak. You know, again, it's the foster father, as you said, but. You know, but again, that just that key role that he actually had in helping to to rear uh, Jesus, you know, from 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 birth onward um, in his early years and his teen years into his perhaps his early adult years and so on. Um, Saint Joseph just having that key role and all that too in the life of the Savior, hidden years that we quite often refer to. Just as a father myself, and as a just a, a human being who is broken and sinful and has to deal with uh, various situations with my family. I know just reflecting on his life, uh, there's really 
nothing that I have been going through that he hasn't already experienced, you know, or, or anybody else who has experienced uh, maybe an irregular family situation. You know, I mean, what must he have thought when Mary was pregnant? Uh, certainly thought that he wasn't worthy, even when he found out that this was uh, God's, part of God's, you know, original plan to bring the Savior into the world. And he had to have a, an angel tell him in a dream, do not be afraid. Uh, but then also he, very practical things that he had to deal with, like, like moving twice within, the last, within a matter of, of weeks uh, in the midst of great stress. Uh, you know, back-to-back moves, apparently, you know, first from uh, Nazareth to Bethlehem for the census, and then all of a sudden pick up and move again to Egypt. Um, I find him to be a, uh, a fascinating figure of strength and somebody that I can turn to as, as a father, certainly. We're speaking this morning with Father Mark McNay, who is the rector of the Cathedral of the Sacred Heart in Winona, in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, about the year dedicated to St. Joseph that Pope Francis just declared. Uh, on the other side, we'll talk a little bit about the consecration to St. Joseph and how we can draw even closer to him through this special consecration, why Catholics should consider making this consecration. I'm Matt Wilkham, along with Father Tim Buren. This is Real Presence Live. There's more next. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Father Bo Brown from the Diocese of Duluth. A lot of times, us as as Catholics, we we struggle with the Holy Spirit because the, the Father is so approachable. He has a name that's very uh, that we all know, right? That we can relate to, and the Son as well. And when we get the Holy Spirit, oftentimes He can take this this kind of back seat in our relationship with God. And we see early on in the, in the Book of Acts and uh, in the disciples in the early life of the Church. We see how they live with the Holy Spirit and they express to us what it's like to live with Him and how He both sanctifies what they do and their ministry and gives them special gifts and also how He sanctifies their own lives and they talk about how the Spirit brings uh, certain effects in their life like joy and peace, patience, kindness, generosity, self-control. So I think it's good for us to think about today. What's our relationship with the Holy Spirit like? Is He a real person in our lives? We have the same kind of relationship with Him that we have with the Father and the Son. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. 
And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. It's 18 minutes past the hour. Real Presence Live. Matt Wilkham, Father Tim Beeren. At Father Beeren's, one of his parishes here, Father, your parish of uh, St. Charles Borromeo in St. Charles, Minnesota, which I'm always happy to point out that the town is named after the parish, right? That is correct, yes. So... Yeah, it's a, a great uh, Catholic town here. The Saints is the public school's mascot. Yes. I love it. <laughs> Certainly a blessing for us to have that as well. And uh, we're talking about a very special saint this morning. That is St. Joseph. And the fact that Pope Francis has just last week declared a year of St. Joseph dedicated to him and his powerful intercession, his protection for the, for the universal church and for the world. And we're speaking this morning with Father Mark McNay who is the rector of the Cathedral of the Sacred Heart in Winona, about this special year dedicated to St. Joseph. Welcome back to the show, Father McNay. Well, thank you. Thank you. Good to be with you this morning. Good to have you. And uh, we're talking a little bit about the consecration now to St. Joseph. What is a consecration, first of all, and why should Catholics consider making this consecration to St. Joseph? Well, you know, we've certainly had a, uh, a tradition, you know, in, in, in the Church of, of consecrating ourselves. You know, most people probably think about, when we think about consecrating, a consecration, we probably tend to think of uh, a Marian consecration, consecration to our Blessed Mother. Um, St. Louis de Montfort especially, you know, um, promoted that, encouraged that, and, and, and that consecration is still very, very um, important and very popular today in terms of popular, I mean, in the sense of... of of, of people um, consecrating their, their, you know, themselves to our Blessed Mother through, um, through the uh, consecration He, uh, he uh, set forth or provided for us. Um, you know, I think it's, it, I think it's good for us. I mean, you know, especially when we stop and think about, you know, like our Blessed Mother uh, consecrating ourselves to her because, again, of her, of not only of her special role but her, her closeness to Jesus and how she always brings. Anyone who goes to her always brings them closer to Jesus um, and to Jesus. It's not about her, it's about Jesus. And so I think, you know, consecrating ourselves really gives us that extra, those extra spiritual graces in our own lives of faith. And St. Joseph, again, given his unique role and his, um, you know, his privileged role as, uh, you know, in the Holy Family, I think is another wonderful example of, of someone who, you know, in consecrating ourselves to him, that he, again, is going to you know, not only bring about these special graces for us, but, um, you know, is, is also going to bring us always closer to Jesus. You know, it, it, I've become more familiar here lately, you know, with the tremendous devotion that St. Teresa of Avila had for, for St. Joseph and her life. And, you know, and she even comes right out and she says, you know, there's never was a time, there's never been a time that I've gone to him and asked him for something that he has not always, you know, answered me and is always... Um, you know, provided that you know whatever it was, I was I was you know asking him for. So she really, I mean, she just really uh, was right out front there about her own devotion, with her own trust in him too. Now, you know, she didn't necessarily make a consecration to to him. You know, like we're going to maybe like we're talking about here, but you know, but she certainly had a very very strong devotion to him. I'm also reminded, Father McNay, about the amazing stories uh, of the oratory of Saint. In Montreal, Canada, and right. Brother Andre Bissette, and how he had 
huge, beautiful oratory. I mean, it's, when you think of an oratory, you think of maybe a little chapel. This is, this is like the biggest church in Canada, basically. <laughs> right. Um, and, uh, and people during his life, uh, Brother Andre, he, I mean, he was just a little lowly porter. Uh, and he, he wasn't even ordained. He just had the responsibility of keeping the door. But his devotion to St. Joseph was so strong and so great that these, these miracles started to happen. And what he would do was uh, he would have thousands of people lined up and they would wait like three or four days just to have one minute with him. And mm-hmm. the, basically the first part of the minute was, or the first 30 seconds roughly was, okay, what's the problem? What's the issue? What's going on? And then his prescription was always pray a novena to St. Joseph and take some of this oil. He would hand them a bottle of basically vegetable oil that had been burning in front of a, in a, a statue of St. Joseph and he said, rub that on the affected area. And it said that uh, the accounts were one out of every 10 or 11 people that encountered him in this way received some sort of miracle. I mean, that's, that's an astounding rate of miracles. I mean, thousands upon thousands of miracles. Uh, and, and you can even get this oil today from the Oratory of St. Joseph. And, and uh, people, it's sent out all over the world. It's an, an amazing thing. So just another way uh, in, this, in this year dedicated to St. Joseph to, to connect us to him uh, tangibly. You know, it's a sacramental, this oil. It's, it's, it's like, it's not a sacrament, but it's another way. It's like holy water. It's a, it's a tangible way because we, we are human beings with a soul and a body. And, and God designed us that way in the sacraments as well. And it, by extension, these sacramentals to, uh, to, to, to convey grace. And, uh, and so it's just another, another way to, uh, to, to honor St. Joseph in this year. I don't know if, you, if you've had any experiences along those lines, Father Buren, with, with the, the oratory of St. Joseph, uh, Brother Andre, or, or perhaps in a different way that we can honor St. Joseph this yeah, year. Certainly, I uh, read on him uh, several years ago, and just a, a phenomenal experience. And as you are visiting with us now, and along with Father McNay, I'm kind of being inspired, thinking, hmm, you know, as soon as this pandemic is over with, I think we should look at some possible um, pilgrimages to uh, places where uh, where we can recognize, again, his great devotion. And I mean, more locally, of course, we can visit local parishes that are named St. Joseph, certainly. Mm-hmm. And uh, so our listeners as well. So to find a parish near you that is named St. Joseph. Um, I do have a question. I don't mean to digress. And, and Father McNay, this is going to sound like I am. So any... Any unofficial or official thought on the St. Joseph statue for selling a house? Um, well, I know that a lot of people use that. I, I, and I know you can, you can easily, you know, buy your little St. Joseph kits, you know, so to speak. I mean, I, you know, um, my understanding is uh, officially, I don't know if it's necessarily that devotion is officially encouraged, but, um, but you know, people do. Um, I think it's wonderful to, to ask. St. Joseph to help, you know, to help a house to be sold. I mean, I, you know, I think, you know, like with any state we can go to and, and ask them for a particular uh, intention or something like that. I think part of the, the maybe part of the um, difficulty or challenge with this um, thing with a statue, I mean, because it, 
you know, they say to bury it upside down in your backyard kind of thing or whatever. I, I you know, I don't think uh, that can have some different connotations, I guess, and maybe that's why it's a little bit problematic and so on. But certainly, I think asking St. Joseph to help, um, you know, I mean, yeah, I, sir, do, I sir, have encountered, I have encountered people over the years who swear by that that it worked for them. So it worked for us. I mean, I think it's also. Uh, it's something similar to that oil that I mentioned. It's there's nothing about the oil or about the statue itself that has any healing power or power to help you sell your house. It's it's more of a sign of your faith, right? Right. Well, right. I mean, nope. our, our trust in God's providence. You know. Yeah. You know? No, absolutely. I didn't want to put you on the spot. You know, it's a common question I think we as pastors will get whether or not. And and ideally, you know, um, if you happen to get one of these kits, and, and Matt, since you did this, you probably are aware that uh, the prayer portion is important. It's not just about the physical action of burying a statue, but it's the prayer that goes along with it. Probably the prayer is a little bit more important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. <laughs> Um, just one one more question here before we wrap things up, Father McNay. Uh, we're talking about, again, the year dedicated to St. Joseph that Pope Francis has just declared for the Universal Church. And with the consecration, uh, people are, are familiar, as you said, more often with the Marian consecration. Uh, if you're already consecrated to the Virgin Mary, can, can you still be consecrated to St. Joseph? I mean, can you be consecrated to multiple saints at the same time? How does that work? Oh, certainly, certainly. Um, you know, uh, and I think in the in the in the case of Saint Joseph, I mean, what a beautiful compliment. I mean, a compliment in the sense that he and the Blessed Mother, you know, to be consecrated to both of them, I think, is a uh, would be a, a wonderful thing in terms of, of that kind of consecration. Um, you know, it's. Um, um, like I said, the one to, to Saint Joseph is a little bit more recent and so on, but but. Um, you know, Father Father Donald Calloway. I mean, has put a has put a wonderful book together. You know, to um, for the consecration of Saint Joseph. Um, I myself did it um, earlier this uh, earlier this year. I um, actually, as the as this whole, as we were kind of beginning the lockdown back in March, um, I was kind of hoping to be able to do it so that my consecration day could be March nineteenth, which of course is a great solemnity for him, but. But it ended up being May first for me because I couldn't get the book in time to start it, you know, early enough for <laughs> for for March nineteenth to be my consecration day. But um, so May first is, which is wonderful. The best of you know, that's uh, you know Saint Joseph the Worker, um, you know. Uh, but anyway, he really has a beautiful, beautiful book here in the consecration of Saint Joseph. I just, I, I, I would, re- I recommend it to anybody. I really do because it really is, a, you know, a wonderful, wonderful thing. I think it was the day after Pope Francis declared the year dedicated to St. Joseph. I said, okay, I've, I've got to go ahead and just order this book. And so I, I, I went ahead and did that. Uh, consecration to St. Joseph.org is the website outlining the consecration and the requirements. It's a 33-day program of preparation, about 20 to 30 minutes a day on a short exposition on one of the invocations in the powerful litany of St. Joseph, followed by a reading on St. Joseph, concluding with the recitation of the litany of St. Joseph. And if you miss a day, just make it up and continue your your preparation. And then on the day of the consecration, you can feel free to use whichever act of consecration you like best, or you can even make one up on your own if you like. Uh, Father Mark McNay this morning talking about the the year year dedicated to St. Joseph and the consecration to St. Joseph Thanks so much, Father McNay, for joining us on Real Presence Live. 
You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Again, consecration to consecrationtostjoseph.org is the website where you can find all the details on that beautiful consecration. Up next, can you take the challenge to know Jesus better and pray for 15 minutes a day for 30 days straight? Stay with us on Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 